0: It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hi, everyone. It's Kathy Alessandra, your Yes, I Can coach, and we're here with an episode of Yes, I Can Living. I am super excited today to be bringing to you a woman that I have known for a number of years. Gosh, I'm not even sure how many years, Kelly. It's We're probably on at least 15, I'm guessing, if I went back and really looked at it all. Anyway, Kelly Lucente of Retool Marketing. So, you know, I'm not going to do the official intro thing. She can tell you a little bit more about herself, but Kelly and I have known each other a long time. I think we met, actually, I know we met. I originally saw her speak on a stage at an e-women network conference, and she was talking about branding. And at the time I had the other magazine, Today's Innovative Woman, it really spoke to me in how she, in how she talked about how to have a brand and stand out and and all that. I mean, in fact, I'll never forget you throwing the candy bars out in the audience, (laughs) I think that's kind of a signature thing in your talk. Love that, I mean, it just grabbed me. And then about three years ago, Kelly, I actually stepped into a program with Kelly where she completely redid everything. I went to her for two and a half, three days and we did a photo shoot. We rebranded the entire Yes I Can brand. What an experience that was, such a fabulous experience. But you know your stuff, you walk your talk and um, you've got so much to share. And so I'm super excited to have you on the call today to share some of that expertise. And some of the trials and tribulations and challenges that you've been through with our audience.
1: So Kelly, welcome. (laughs) You know, I just, I love you so much and I love what you do. And any, anytime you need something, please call because I know that your listeners really appreciate your wisdom too. And I just feel like there's just so much to give people who have an interest in growing their business and their brand. And so anything I can do to help and support, here I am. Thank you, thank you, girlfriend. So, start with telling our ris- listeners a little bit
0: about you know your official bio, who you are, what you really do, you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. Okay, so I guess you know technically you'd consider me a creative. I uh, own and operate a boutique agency. I do everything but PR. Can't stand PR. But really, um, you know, I've 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 been in a piece of this career for thirty years. So. I started out right right out of college, working for one of the biggest ad agencies in Minneapolis. For those who can actually see us, this is the zip code. Yeah, so I I am on brand today from um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I started there, uh, then was recruited by a company called Rollerblade, and for your California followers, I'm sure they're very familiar with that because our performance team was local. Uh, We did the Super Bowl halftime show. I was one of the coordinators on that. I worked with Pepsi, MC Hammer. Back in the day, I'm totally dating myself. Um, and then had an opportunity to bring the top three national home builders to the Twin Cities. Typically, what happens, it, this is sort of just like trivia, um, is that trends happen on the coasts. So, California, New York, and then they have a trickle effect to the Midwest. So, we are not early adopters here. Everything hits us late. Uh, so, trends happen on the coast and then, and then morph on the middle. And these home builders wanted to come to town. Uh, And when we were historically known for single family custom home builders, the production builders wanted to come into town and they needed a branding and marketing specialist to help shift the paradigm of the Midwest, which is what I did. Um, From there, I had a, a shoot the lights out career, but I had my son, as you know, one by design. And uh, sadly had to leave his dad when he was only uh, six weeks old. So I raised him alone. And when he was in second grade, I had to leave my career to be a better mom. And so I started my own business and I started... Thinking maybe I would go back to my first love, which was consumer products, and made a product called Bye Bye Monster, which is a complete bedtime solution for kids who struggle with nighttime fear. Wound up in Neiman Marcus, and you know Jenny McCarthy flew me out to California, and I, I was working with her, and um, was in you know a Disney magazine, and I I was working way too hard on that, and not what I set out to do, which was to be a better mom. And I know a lot of your listeners are probably feeling some of that push pull. Of running a business and and you know homeschooling their kids, uh, I, I've I've lived that, so I I absolutely know. Even though my boy is older, and so uh, I wound up then pivoting. I, I shelved it. I figured I'd sell it to Mattel or, or um, Hasbro, and then wound up having a phone ring by startups and entrepreneurs. You said I saw what you did with with this widget, you know, your bye-bye monster. I know what I do. I wanna be a coach. I, w- I wanna I want be an accountant. I wanna do these things for myself. I wanna leave corporate and do it on my own. I just don't know marketing and sales. I don't know how to, whether it be name it, create a brand identity, a logo, a website. I don't even know marketing strategy. I don't know how to get the word out. Like, how do you, how do you let the world know and the right kind of people in the world that you exist? And so that's how Retool Marketing was built. And uh, I've been doing that ever since a hybrid of that ever since so uh, what I'm known for, though, just to sort of differentiate me from everybody else Mm -hmm. is that I lead with positioning, which is how do I separate you from the masses, why would somebody choose you over anyone else who does what you do. That's my specialty and that's typically why people will fly here in negative 20 degree weather to work with me. Yeah, and I don't know that it was negative twenty, but it was definitely cold when I came
0: here for <laughs> three days. But as I said, it was it was amazing, and it was really you know I think you referred to it in that book, the Purple Cow, and all that, right? How you how you different you know unique, unique positioning and what it was, and some of the things that we came up with. Well, I well I knew them, and while they they were in me, right? They had to be pulled out, right? And so um, you know if you go on my website, kathyalexander You'll see the work that, um, that Kelly and I did, and you'll see those unique positioning points and, um, and what makes me stand out in a world of coaching that is completely overrun, right? Um, yeah, walk my talk, no woulda, coulda, shoulda's. know, uh, yeah, been there, done that, and uh, tough love. Yeah, tough love with a, um, with a soft side. But, <laughs> you know, a bunch of those things. I love it. So yeah. tell me a little bit about some of your business challenges and how you overcame them, life or business challenges that- um... Oh my Lord,
1: there've been so many, holy bucket. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. One of the things that I'm asked quite frequently, well, first of all, let me just tell everybody, that I am an extroverted introvert. And most people who've seen me on stage or, or have seen me try to work a room as we all have to do while we're in sales, right? It, they're, they're shocked by that. They're like, how can you possibly be an introvert? And I am at the, at the core of my being, I'm an introvert. So it's really difficult for me to work big rooms. I'm much better one-to-one. And so what I've done is that the deficit that I have, which is, you know, if I've got to go to a networking environment, if I don't have a wing woman, then I will probably talk myself out of attending. So some of the, the business lessons I've learned is if I need to show up in a big room, I, I need someone to go with me because then I have a different comfort level while I'm trying to introduce myself to others. Um, the other thing is uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll receive emails, texts, instant messages on Facebook from people who say, oh my God, Kelly, I admire you so much because you're fearless. You're fearless. You're out there, you know, taking risks and, and, and doing it like you're out there taking chances. And what I say to them, and I actually wrote a blog about this. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. I am not fearless. I'm the first person who is in the fetal position. I'm in a panic attack on my office floor because I haven't sold anything in the past two months. Okay. What I am is decisive. And I think that's the thing that people are, are, are struggling with is do I take action? Right. And most are paralyzed from making these decisions in business because they're like, well, what if, if this, then that, well, what if, you know, I'm, I want to think about it more. I want to feel it. It's got to, you know, the moon and stars need to align. And I'm saying BS to that. You need to make things happen. You've got to take steps forward, even if they're wrong, because people will say, well, yeah, but then, you know, failure is expensive. You know what? Everything's expensive. Um, Failure isn't necessarily failure unless you slap that label on it and I'm a branding person. So I know this for a fact, it's a pivot. If you make an error in judgment, just change it. Right. So for me, I've lived my life both personally and, and quite frankly, mostly professionally by making decisions and making them quick. Cause I want to fail fast. So you know what it's, it's 80% it feels 80% right. I'm going if it's wrong, which trust me, I am wrong a lot. I'm like, well, that didn't work. I'm, I'm pivoting. And case in point, you and I just talked about this offline, is that I just moved into this house last November 26th. I just sold this house and I'm moving next month. My parents are like, have you lost your mind? Is this a midlife crisis, right? But the the thing is I bought the wrong house. This is not a good fit for me. I recognize that, I'm making a move. So, So if I can give anybody any advice, particularly during a pandemic, is that we're, you know, we're in the middle of this this election changeover and, and everyone's sort of in a holding pattern. They're like, I want to wait to see what happens. I want to wait to see what happens w- with with this, that, and the other thing. And 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 I say that's all fine and good. But if you wait, other people aren't, and then you have to work that much harder to catch up. And the winners are the ones who are out in front they're out in front of the trends the curves they're the innovators the influencers they're the people doing it before the others are so i just would say find some courage if that requires a shot of tequila few antidepressant chaser whatever like you know because i feel like we are so um, crippled by our, you know, mind chatter and uh, this whole negative thing and all this external negativity. I mean, God, we, I, I sit there and I, and I think about how many people I know who have died from COVID. And I just try to stay very, very present and grateful for the fact that I am healthy. Those that I love are currently healthy and I've got to continue to live. So whatever form that takes, I have to be in a forward motion because if you aren't growing, you're dying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that sister. And, you
1: know, I, I so agree with you, this idea
0: that, you know, people, I, I get you know, in the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was really shut down hard, you know, the pause in the pandemic, you know, I was okay with that. It gave us all a moment to breathe and kind of reevaluate, reassess, see where it is and what, what did it, you know, look at that big picture, where is it? But to continue that pause button through this, I, yeah, absolutely BS and indeed. You can't just, oh, there goes the puppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I He'll saw, be back right only those of you watching the video cast can see that you know we both got puppies at the same time The 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 pandemic puppies yeah yeah both of us and they, yep mm-hmm, boy and a girl but um but i think if you're right nobody's gonna step into it they've just got to keep going and it's thinking outside the box it's moving ahead and you know i love you know even with you the the changing in the, the house or whatever it's fast decisions and you're right but there's lessons in those failures right you and i would not be where we are if we hadn't had extreme failure in our life Right. From oh, divorce I am the queen of failure. The queen of failure. <laughs> and, and and failure is really only, I mean, I, I talk about this too. Failure is really only if you quit. Mm-hmm. Right? Neither one of us have quit per no. se. Right. You know, we've kept going. So it's not necessarily quitting in that negative sense, right? It's it's pivoting, it's moving forward and finding the fascination. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. So let's talk about that a second because both of us have pivoted a little bit in our businesses. Mm-hmm. And I know some people hate that word, but I know no, that's the one that fits right now. You got to sh- shift, pivot, reevaluate, yeah, whatever. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you found with some of your um, your clients, or you, and what was oh, he is just so flippin' cute. Yeah. Mine yeah. is a playpen, so you can't. <laughs> yes, for those of you who can see, yeah, Finn's giving yeah. her a little love. Yeah. But um, what have you, what did you, how did you pivot in your business? What did you see or, or some of the entrepreneurs that you're working with, what were some effective pivots and what did you do?
1: Well, so, uh, you know, full transparency and you and I've talked about this um, and I'll share, I'll share what's happened for me over the past 24 months. You know, people are saying, oh my God, you know, 2020 was a shit show. It was like this major dumpster fire. And, and I'm like, you know what? 2019 was my dumpster fire in 20. I, I, even though I am the brand strategist and the visionary and the project manager manager for my client projects, I'm also business development, right? So if, if I'm not out there making it rain or finding a piece of work, um, my team doesn't eat, right? I mean, I'm responsible for more than just me. And um, so there's a lot of pressure on that. And in, in 2019, January of 2019, I, I, I don't get a flu shot uh, that just by, by choice. Um, I got one of the worst strains of flu and it put me literally in bed. I was almost hospitalized. It put me in bed 17 days. It crippled my business. Then by April, I had to put our family pet to sleep. It almost killed me. Then by summer and keep in mind that 90% of my business is out of state. Okay. So in Minnesota, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the hometown girl. I am everywhere else. So I travel a lot as part of my business. And I, I swear to God, I was on a plane no less than two, three times a month. Um, by summer, I got three blood clots in my right leg, which prohibited me from flying. And quite frank, frankly, uh, put my uh, mortality right here. And so what I had to do is, the way that I was running my business had to shift. It had to change. Because now I have a life th- potentially a life-threatening situation won't, I can't fly, can't really sit long, can't travel. I better figure out the hometown girl thing. And so, what I did was whereas my business primarily was, I would go out and speak on national stages, people would hear me in the room, I'd scare the crap out of them, give them some epiphanies, and then I would wind up maybe closing one or two people in the room. That's sort of how it would go. Uh, wound up having to shift and say, okay, I can't get any speaking gigs in Minnesota uh, because, you know, we're, 3M is here and Target and Cargill and all the big, the big, you know, so they're, they're bringing in the Mark Cubans of the world to speak here. Um, I had to shift what I was selling, which was really some more consulting one-to-one working with an entrepreneur in a go in, fix, get out. That was it. Somebody had, I was like the Olivia Pope of branding, right? If anyone's watched Scandal, it's like, I got to fix a problem because it's time sensitive or whatever's going on. And then I get out. There was no recurring revenue in that, in that, that deal. What I wound up having to do is completely modify my positioning. And this is where I walk the walk. Okay. So I tell people 24 seven, what they need to do to separate themselves from the masses, but not only that, but to be noticed. So how can I convince an audience to do what I want them to do and have them think it was their idea. That's what I do for a living. Okay, so it wasn't working for me in my own backyard, which is fine because all my friends are global, right? Like I don't have to stay in this. So it's cold here. Well, I wound up having to stay here. So I shifted my business to instead of calling myself a brand strategist, I called myself a marketing strategist. Well, here's where the rubber hits the road. Everybody who's listening in. I sell the same shit. (laughs) Packaged it. Differently. Set it differently. Looks different. And I'll give you an example. If any of you have downtime, go to retoolmarketing.com and then go to kellylucenti.com. Retool marketing, branding. Kellylucenti.com, marketing. If you look at the services page, I sell this very same thing. What that did is it saved my bacon. So through the end of 2019, I made up for all that lost time. And then going into the pandemic, except, you know, everything went down in March since marketing is always the first to get cut. But I was able to convert from a go and fix, get out to a retainer type of business where I had a handful of clients that would have me, uh, would, would prepay me for a set number of hours per month, kept the lights on, kept my team paid, everybody was happy and we were cruising along. You know, then then the pandemic hits which, you know, all hell breaks loose. But that's that's where I had to really pivot. I and what and what the pandemic has shown me is whereas I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to lean into the discomfort of whatever this year is going to bring. Just really staying centered in the fact that, you know, my son and my parents and my brother and myself are healthy. Um, Is that wherever business is going to take me, it's going to take me. That's been a huge mind shift for me. Huge. Because Kathy, as you know, I'm a panic. I'm a panicker. I panic. Like I I have scarcity issues like everybody else. You know, we we grew up really poor and I am terrified of not having any money. And, and, and I do it alone because I'm a single person. So I don't have any help. There is no backup in my life. And, um, and so I have these panic attacks on a regular basis about money and scarcity. And what this has taught me is that I don't, I cannot control anything externally, really, that I can only control how I'm going to react to something. Mm -hmm. And so where I have found some solace in life um, is, you know what, I'm not going to white knuckle business anymore. I'm not going to white knuckle things. I'm going to just lean into the fact that, oh, this is unfortunate and very uncomfortable. How can I fix it? Or how can I create or modify the situation so it isn't so icky or gross or ugly. Um, the other thing too, is I have made a commitment to myself. This is not a new year's resolution. This is back in March when, when everyone in Minnesota went in the lockdown and Mr. Floyd was murdered here. So, I mean, it's been, it has been a shit show in Minnesota. I no longer will wake up and not feel joy in the past i always had blinders on and i was always 10 steps ahead and i never stopped to smell the roses and i know that that's you know kind of trite and and that's not what i'm trying to say what i'm saying is my choices are going to be very different moving forward in that if a networking environment if i need to show up at a networking event because there's money in the room and it's not going to bring me joy kelly is not going to be in the room like that is just not going to happen anymore i I need to make sure that every single day I'm able to look at the day and realize that I brought something, brought me joy or um, I'm not doing it anymore. And that's really fueling the decisions that I'm making in both my personal and professional life right now.
0: You know, I, I love that. I, I interviewed um, another podcast who uh, and you guys will probably has already come out Diamond Allen. And um, we talked a little bit about the bucket list. And have you seen The Bucket List, right? And uh, Morgan Freeman and... Um, and uh, oh, yeah, 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 uh, right. uh, yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, Jack Nicholson. So again, yeah. this idea that, you know, the final question at life is, you know, have you found joy and have you brought joy to others, mm-hmm. right? And I see, you know, so the idea, find, you know, finding joy for yourself and those things. I absolutely love that about you, Kelly. And I, I love the new revelation. That's fantastic. And then if you brought joy to others. I mean, I see, I see the pictures that you post with your son, with your parents, right? With, with the dog, with Finn, right? I mean, are we bringing joy to others? And I think that's an important piece to live a balanced, integrated life. And Kathy,
1: I'll tell you that you, you are my friend. So of course you find that humorous. I, I try to bring humor to Facebook, right? Like, because it's such an ugly world right now that every, I refuse, I refuse to participate in anything negative. And so all my stuff is supposed to be really funny, but I have to say that there are a handful of people out there who think I've lost my damn mind. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: well, that's okay. doesn't matter what they think of us, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. So what's something that you wish um, now, you know, as, as Kelly and where you are in your business now, what is something that you wish that you'd known when you started your business
1: um, oh. or that you would tell your younger self? Oh, so many things. Probably not get married so many times. I think <laughs> <laughs> I had less marriages, a uh, whole lot more boyfriends, less marriages. I would date younger than myself. They're a lot more fun, I found. Um, listen, I got a lot of them. I got a lot I of them. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as it pertains to business, um, I would say, you know, I have very few regrets in business. I have some personal regrets. Uh, I regret not having a cabin, you know, in Minnesota, it's very, everyone's outdoors, outdoors a lot, for seasons, everyone's outdoors. And um, I never slowed down enough to invest in that. I regret that. Um, in business, you know, I can't say that I honestly regret Anything major simply because I have grown from everything, and it's sort of everything was a dress rehearsal for where I am in this moment, mm-hmm. right? So it was a dress rehearsal, and I needed to have 30 years of you know success and failure and everything in between in order for me to have a painted canvas that's crystal clear for me. I will tell you that with age comes clarity. And you know, most people are like, "Oh, I turned fifty. I'm so depressed." I'm 53, and I couldn't be happier. I pray that I will remain healthy and have a long life. But you know, my younger self wasn't that smart, right? Like, I, I, um, I feel like in some ways I was maybe more reckless than maybe I should have been. But you know, if I look at a resume, if I were to literally jot down my entire resume it doesn't suck. And I'm very proud of that. Like, I'm very proud of my experience and my opportunities. Now, that being said, I will tell you that, you know, looking back, I am so glad that I had the courage to take calculated risks in business because of what it got me. Mm -hmm. Right. So to have done some of the scary stuff, you know, I never would, Jenny McCarthy never would have flown me out to California to work with her, with her autism program. Had I not been at a trade show where she was speaking and I broke through the barricade and snuck under the, you know, the, the red carpet, you know, whatever, and saw an open seat in the very front row and the security guards weren't looking. And I just owned the room and walked up to the front, sat down. And when they did say she could take Q and A, I was third in line. So, right. So things like that. Mm -hmm. happen to you you know like there, you either take the seat or you don't take the seat you know Mm -hmm. I did the same thing when I met Damon John I I was at an event that I didn't have a ticket to attend I was there to pick up a friend Michelle Uh and Leo her husband was in attendance paid ticket and says hey your competitor Damon John is here and he's doing a photo op I'm gonna get you in. And every time we hit a security person, they wanted my badge, which I didn't have. And we made up some crazy monkey business. Like, it's just, it's a miracle. I hope I don't go to hell. But what I'm saying is I was able to get my way through. I bought a book like everybody else. I stood in line with everybody else and, and I was able to have that experience. So I would just tell people that I don't necessarily have the regret. I would say that taking chances that seems scary might turn out really great. Now I'm not saying put on a parachute and you know jump off a building. I, I, I'm not going to risk my life. I'm not going to take a chance that's going to risk my life. Uh, but in business, God, I want to have fun, you know and I want to have robust experiences that I can look back on and say, you know potentially being arrested was worth it. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, you're right. There, there is, you cannot be a successful entrepreneur without taking risk. And, and, you know, whether you're comfortable with a lot of risk or a little of risk is also going to depend upon, you know, I'm sure if we you mentioned Mark Cuban, you mentioned Damon John, you know, I'm sure if we read their stories and the risks that they were willing to take, uh, you know, even some of the female entrepreneurs, right. There's huge risk in being an entrepreneur and we've got to step out and be okay in that comfort zone and, and be okay with, um, with what the results will be. Well, and, and acknowledge your threshold
1: for risk. Yeah. You got to acknowledge that threshold because what you don't want to do is get yourself worked up into such a frenzy that now all of a sudden, you know, you've got acne and, you know, you, right. Like, you, like you're physically ill because you're pushed, you feel like you should be pushing yourself like other people that you've seen do it. I'm saying identify where your threshold is and maybe put your toe in right beyond that. I'm not saying dive into the deep end.
0: <laughs> Get a little uncomfortable. Get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Get a little uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah.
1: So how would you define success? Uh, so success really is subjective. You know, I think that that's just a. Um, I think that that's just sort of a obtuse word, uh, success. I. For me, I will tell you that I have I had my first job when I was 13 years old, so that's been what 40 years. We're doing the math. I'm working 40 damn years. I would say that my perception of success has changed no less than every five years. So it it is continually evolving, and success. I think if you were to def, you know encapsulate it or define it, I want to caution people in in having that be this permanent, absolute scenario. I think it's great to have the goal, right? Like, where do you see I I never understood why people would say to me when I was looking for a job in the corporate world, where do you see yourself in five years? Dude, I can't even see myself to the end of this week, okay? Like, you know, like, what, what do you mean five years? Like Anything can happen and clearly this year demonstrated. It, right? <laughs> You're right, yeah. Right, so so success, gosh, I just, I feel like success is such a moving target and it's so subjective for me, eventually, Kathy, I would like to retire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to retire. I would like to look back on my, I, I guess instead I would like the question of what do you see your legacy to be? You know, what, like, so instead of saying, you know, what do you view as, as success is what do you want your legacy to be? So if you're looking at a pyramid of your life, right? And, and we start on one corner and we're zigzagging back and forth, right? This is, the, this is the pinnacle, the end of our life at the top. And every decision we make is creating this, you know, overarching summary of your life and what you've accomplished, both personally and professionally. That's a question I'm very intrigued by is, is what, what legacy do you want to leave? And for me, I'm crystal clear on what that is. I know that at the end of my, in my twilight years, I want to be remembered as a person who, who gave back, that I was a person who gave the free advice, taught, taught something that was valuable to others that helped them grow and evolve, you know, in business or in their personal life. I wanna be the person when I retire that people call and say, I need your help. I need your help. So whether that's, you know, send me a referral or give me a reference or whatever. And now. I'm a fortunate person because I've led with an early legacy like that. I've known that's been my legacy. And so I've put it out there into the universe and I am viewed as that. So people view me as a resource and, and I appreciate that. And I volunteer accordingly. So, you know, when I'm looking back, I want to help uh, people any way that I can take the next step that they need help with. But then also knowing that I raised a great kid, you know, my kid, I do not know how I got that lucky, but he is awesome. And if as long as you can get to the other side of, of raising human beings that are going to be upstanding citizens, and you know, not an ex murderer, you, you you win, right? right? So, yeah, yep, I agree with you on that.
0: It's a mother of three, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun. I you know I love having a candid conversation with you, and yeah, tell it like it is. Um, and, and, like I said, you know, to our listeners, uh, you know, when I went through this experience, there's even that there's something on your website, taking people through and figuring it out and really diving deep. when you're really serious about, you know, when you wanted to up-level and you're not sure, you know, which is the right way to go and how to bring it all together. And it was just, um, it was life-changing. It was really a life-changing. Yeah, thing. But you
1: should also let these people know that it's, 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 you're drinking from a fire hose, right? Like, like if there's yeah. people, if there's yeah. people out there who only want to do the fun stuff, Right. Or say, yeah, but the the word B.U.T. is not a good fit for me. So so if people feel like they need sort of the, you know, the the adrenaline injection and if if they like high octane and they really want to get shit done. I'm a real good person to have on speed dial. If you don't, that's cool, too. uh, But I'll scare the crap out of them because, you know, no one will do the work. Right. And that's something that we've discussed is that you're either in or you're optional. And if you are optional, that's fine, but I can only work with the ends.
0: Right, I, I, I'm right there with you. The people who are not willing to commit to their success or their life or whatever it is, you know, that's great. There's another coach out there for you, but it ain't <laughs> me. It ain't me, and, and same with you. And it was drinking from a fire hose, but let me tell you, she had plenty of MMs ms available. Yes! <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, so, yeah, much fun. so much fun. Anyway. All right. So where can people find you? Where, where can they connect with you? If they're like, yeah, yeah I want that fire hose, bring it
1: on. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you have a, you have a bunch of options. You can connect with me on Facebook, Kelly Lucenti, right? Just on Facebook. You, you might want to just get in the pool of my mindless fodder. Super fun. If you want to check me out online, um, go to my LinkedIn and connect with me there. There is a lot that you can accomplish there for, as a business owner. There, if, if, if everyone in the world is six degrees of separation on LinkedIn, there too, and I know all the heavy hitters. So if you want access to my, I've got over 7,000 connections. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. And then if you want to look at my websites, I actually have three, retoolmarketing, all one word.com, kellylucenti.com, and brandbykelly.com. It's a little bit of something for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely, love it, awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you to Finn for making a little uh, spotlight appearance there. Uh, Wish you best of luck in your uh, upcoming move and um, and some of the things that we're doing in 2021. And um, yeah, just thank you for your time and your brilliance and expertise. Appreciate it. it. Love you tons. Yeah, I love you too. And thank you for coming and joining us today and listening in. If you have not yet subscribed to the magazine, Yes, I Can Living, be sure you hop on over there. YesICanliving.com and uh, get your subscription today. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week. Be sure to step up and live that yes. Take that little step, live outside your comfort zone and say yes to you. All right, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.